If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, you can download the iHeartRadio app free. It's free, and every show is free. They podcast the whole show after the show's done on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Let's do a couple quick news items here before we jump back into the Ask Dr. Jesse Friday questions Here's Job Creator Network President Alfredo Ortiz. And then overall, also, our small business owners are not feeling that great about the economy. They've been hit with inflation. Uh, they've been hit with, uh, uh, you know, overall labor shortages. And right now, they basically have put a pause on, on, on hiring. Mm. Uh, and in fact, two-thirds of our small business owners uh, are not feeling great about the economy in the next three months. They don't want to hire and they don't want to increase wages. That's not good considering small businesses are half of the economy. Fox News went on to elaborate a little bit further. The outlet citing a study out of UC Berkeley, which, and I quote, the president has a middle class problem. The bottom line, more than $2 trillion in wealth held by the middle class has been eliminated since the Fed started hiking interest rates. And you can see how the Dow is sliding um, right now, down almost 500 points after Fed officials yesterday signaled yet another hike is likely. So we've got inflation and we've got 
rising interest rates. We've got three trillion dollars. The middle class has suffered in losses in one year. And yet the president is still touting his Bidenomics and Democrats. Every time I have a Democrat on the air talking about Bidenomics, they tout raising wages. A rise in wages means nothing when inflation is at such an all time high. Allow me to explain Bidenomics. The communist does something now. It's evil and it's wrong, but he does something very, very well. Remember, he gets into office and he rewards his friends and he punishes his enemies. You see, they go on there and they cite how ridiculous it is that Biden would brag about an economy when $2 trillion has been sucked out of the middle class and small businesses are being destroyed. But the communist isn't interested in helping small businesses or the middle class. Small businesses and middle class people overwhelmingly vote Republican. The communist considers these people to be his enemies. The communist is interested in rewarding his friends and punishing his enemies. And he doesn't pretend otherwise. Only the useless, nutless GOP gets into office and starts immediately apologizing for their friends and bending over backwards for their political enemies at the cost of their friends. They do this all the time. All the time. The communist doesn't do this. So what's the communist do? He makes sure all of his billionaire buddies get richer. All of his billionaire buddies get richer. And he makes sure he extends even more handouts to the poor. The extreme poor, the extreme rich, They vote Democrat every single time. That's the only part of the economy Joe Biden and the communists are interested in at all. The most frustrating thing is this. The middle class people who still go out and vote for Democrats every single time, especially if I have to single out a group of people, middle class white people. Democrats have declared open war on white people, top to bottom. I don't care if you vote Democrat. They consider you an enemy if you're white. There's anti-white racism. It's pervasive all over this system in this country. It's systemic racism against white people. And still you'll get all these middle class union guys and stuff like that. Well, I'm, I'm in the Teamsters and my dad always voted Democrat. Idiot. They're trying to kill you. They've declared you to be the enemy. Well, that's just what we've always done. Well, stop doing it, moron. Get back to some emails. Jesse, I will not crack a joke about your attendance, losing focus every 30 seconds, or dogging on Chris. If you could do me a favor and tell your audience that listens from from commie states to come to Idaho. We're not as red as people think. Our governor is squishy, who only acts tough. Same with our legislators. Let me pause on this for a moment. I tell people all the time to move. Get out of your blue area and move to a red area. And one of the main reasons I tell people to do this is the red states aren't near as red as they should be. And they're not near as anti-communist as they should be. I don't tell you that just so you can move and have a better life in a red state. I tell you that because these red states need reinforcements. These red state GOPs, the state reps, the state senators, they need purged. It's not just that you need to move to a red state. You need to run for state house, school board, city council. The Republicans that are currently there are not good enough. 
The Republicans we have elected in this country are not good enough. We need the anti-communists to rise up and, and actually use some teeth out there. We have too many of these weenies out there, too many Lindsey freaking Grahams. And again, Senator Lindsey Graham, who is really got, I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to work on these people. I'm going to have to. All right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's there. He's there when you need him. He's there when you need him. Yeah, he sure is there when you need him. Trump keeps getting air. Trump, Trump keeps edge. This is from Reuters. Easy for me to read. Trump keeps edge among evangelicals, but there's opening for challengers. A lot of Trump haters get confused when they find out Trump, who's rough around the edges, to put it mildly, and his personal life has certainly had some non-evangelical-looking moments. We'll put it that way. They get confused why evangelicals would ever go to his corner. And as I've tried to explain, evangelicals, the ones who actually care about the country, they would like somebody to boldly speak up on their behalf. Doesn't matter how rough around the edges he is. Trump was the first one in a long time who did that unapologetically. And when he did that, Evangelicals, even though they have obvious problems with some of how Trump, you know, has conducted himself, they still appreciated the fact somebody was willing to step up on their behalf. So if that angers you, if you're one of these Trump haters and that angers you and you wish that, hey, Trump's been divorced 8,000 times and porn stars and all that. Okay, I, I get all that. Then speak up on their behalf. That is the problem. A lot of people in the GOP, voters and elected people and otherwise, have never understood this about Trump and the Trump movement. Trump Trump filled a vacuum, a vacuum created by you and your weakness. No, I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm I'm talking about the old GOP loser rhino establishment. They never stood up for anyone. They never fought. They crapped on their base. They apologized for their friends over and over and over again. And soon comes this very rough around the edges Trump guy. I mean, shoot, Trump cusses in his speeches and things like that. You never heard a Republican do that before. And the old rhino people are just horrified that he gets traction with normal people. Well, he gets traction because you never represented normal people. I've, I've said this a million times. If you're one of these GOP establishment types and you hate Trump and you're desperate to get rid of Trump, look in the mirror. You're the reason Trump is there. He's your fault. Your weakness is what brought Trump. There would have been no appetite for somebody like Trump if you had stepped up and done what you had to do. There would have been no appetite at all. Oracle. SCOTUS shut down Biden's attempt to cancel student loan debt. I see many conservatives cheering it and saying that everyone needs to quit being lazy and pay their bills. I've been paying for 12 years and due to life, I'm no better off than when I graduated. Biden's idea, while fiscally irresponsible, would have benefited everyone, not just gender studies degree holders. Focus should be in not pushing college on kids who don't know any better. What say you... I'd have gladly just skipped further education to not be strapped 
with a lifetime of debt. He says, I can say his name and his name is Steve. And I have a lot of problems with some things Steve just said. And I have a lot of agreements with some things Steve just said. Let's talk about this student loan thing. Let's talk about SCOTUS. Let's talk about college. Let's have a frank discussion about what we should want, what we should push our kids into, what we should want from the government. What are we okay with? What are we not okay with? Before we get to that, you shouldn't be okay just allowing your T-levels to free fall. If you're getting to the afternoon and you're out of gas every day, it's time to go get yourself checked, fellas, and see where you're at because you drink estrogen all the time. It's in your water. It's in the plastics. Ladies, just because you're 60 doesn't mean you should need a nap every day. You need to go get your blood work done. And what you need more than anything is to get on a female vitality stack from Chalk or a male vitality stack. You realize a male vitality stack with natural herbal supplements give you a 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days? Just three months? Do you know how much better you will feel with the 20% boost? You're only 90 days away from it. And it's 35% off subscriptions. All you have to do is go to Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com and use the promo code JESSE, you get that 35% off the lifetime of the subscriptions. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. And listen, if there's something else you want improved, go see what their natural herbal supplements can do for you. C-H-O-Q.com, promo code JESSE. All right? Let's talk about that student loan thing. Next. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, reminding you you can still email the show. We're live, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Guy writes in, says, Hey, I got a bunch of student loans. I see conservatives celebrating that the student loan thing got shot down. I wanted him to pay off student loans. It would have helped everybody. Life has hit me hard and so on and so forth. Well, here's the thing I agree and disagree with. One, let's go with the agreement portion of it. He says, I'd gladly have just skipped further education to not be strapped with a lifetime of debt. Focus should be on pushing college on, or not pushing college on kids who don't know any better. Well, let's... Let's all come to agreement on this. For the longest time, for my entire lifetime in this country, the general way of thinking with parents has always been, you got to go to college if you want a good job. You got to go to college if you want a good job. Over and over and over again. And look, I'm not indicting that group of parents. I'll be honest with you, that was my parents. And I have great parents. My parents told me, you got to go to college. Chris's parents, Michael's, Michael's parents. And they, they have good parents too. I have good parents. They wanted what was best for me. And they always believed that you got to go to college to get yourself a good job. And so that's what I was told. How did it work out for me? Well, eventually I find myself at Montana State University after, after high school getting a 0.0 grade point average. I had no business being at college had no idea what I wanted to do. I should have been anywhere else but college, work, whatever. I should have done anything else but that. Now, 
Let's talk about this, though. Does the failure of your parents or my parents, and I'm not saying my parents failed. I'm not trying to you know, call out my parents. It's not what I'm saying. But let's say my parents had kept pushing me to stay in college, and let's say I had stayed in college, and I end up with a degree. Well, grades probably wouldn't have been great, but I end up with a degree in something, even if it's a worthwhile degree, and I'm sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in debt. I'm in debt with interest, and maybe life hits me hard, like it's hit you hard, Steve. Steve was the guy who wrote the email. Maybe I don't make it in the work world. Maybe I get laid off through no fault of my own. Maybe I mean, who knows? Life comes at you hard. Life happens. Does that mean that other people should foot that bill? Because life has hit me hard. Because maybe my parents kind of guided me in a way that wasn't good. Does that mean? Does that mean it's your problem now? My problem now? That can, that can't be how it works. That can't be how it works. You see, if parents screwed up, and many parents have, many of them unknowingly, I would argue that there's less and less of an excuse for that as we find out more about how poisonous these universities are. I mean, my goodness, have you read the Anti-Communist Manifesto? Have you read the university section where I break down not just the history of it, who is teaching at these universities? We have communist terrorists teaching as we speak at universities. I name them my name. Go pick it up at jessekellybook.com, by the way. Um, there aren't as many excuses now, but even though the old parents had excuses for pushing, does that then turn it into my problem? And I, I think that we get divorced from the fact that all these debts and all these things like that, they're all taxpayer money. It's taxpayer money. It's your money. It's my money. I Look, Steve, as much as I sympathize with student loan debt and you can't get ahead and stuff like that, I didn't go to work today to pay your bills. I went to work today to pay my bills. And I realize that can be offensive, but tough. It's not mommy's show. It's daddy's show. Your bills are not my problem. They're not. And look, I'll back it up with this. If we knew each other, if we were friends and you needed help, I hope I'm the type of person who would help you. But we don't just shift burdens like that onto the backs of the taxpayer. If you're a parent right now and you've got Aiden, Jaden, and Braden marched off to college because, well, you got to go to college to get a good job, and they end up $100,000 in debt and unable to buy a home until they're 40 years old because you pushed them to college, that's your problem, pal. You go pay it off. You're the idiot who keeps doing it. Stop doing that. Stop sending children you love to communist training camps so they can have their minds destroyed and their wallet destroyed. That's ridiculous. We've got to stop doing this. We've got to stop doing this in this country. I can't take it anymore. And you know why? You know why I get so passionate about this? Because I have parents email me the most heartbreaking emails you can imagine. I'm going to start reading these. I'm going to start reading. And you know what? That's it. I'm going to start reading every one of these on air. And if you have a story like this, I want you to email in. I will keep your name anonymous. And I'm going to start reading these emails on air of parents who sent their kids to college because they felt like they had to. You got to get a good job. And their kids who were normal are utterly destroyed now. Complete card-carrying communists. Most of the time, they hate their parents. They hate their upbringing. They hate everything. When you're 18, no matter how much you have raised that child the right way, your mind and your values are still developing. 
and you're going to go pay six figures to have that child you love more than life educated by people who hate you? Insanity. Insanity. I've told my kids in no uncertain terms, no, don't ask. The answer is no. If you have something you have to go to college for because you have a specific career in mind, welcome to community college or junior college to gobble up as many credits there as possible. If I have to send you to a college, it will be a specific one, and you're going to get in and get out of that campus as fast as possible, like you're in the gorilla enclosure in the zoo, period. Now, let's deal with the SCOTUS thing. But first, let's deal with your safety. That child you sent off to college or the military or somewhere, your son, your daughter, do they have something that will allow them to stop a bad person from hurting them? Do they carry something on them that will allow them to stop a bad person from hurting them? And this gets very difficult, especially when it comes to things like college, because who wants to do that, right? No one wants to, no one wants to carry a Dad, I don't want to carry a gun. Dad, I'm not allowed to carry a gun. Dad, it's not practical. Okay. What about a hero arrow? Shoots pepper gel. Brutal pepper gel. I'm talking stopping people in their tracks. You can carry that in a little purse. Fellas can carry that in their back pocket, front pocket, fits right in there. It'll save your life, the life of that child you love. Go to Hero2020.com, code JESSE, gets you a special discount, all right? State restrictions may apply. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember that guy? He's got a radio show and he's got a TV show that's on the first TV every night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And he's got a best-selling book. Uh, what's his name? Oh, that was me. Remember that guy, Jesse Kelly? No, not Bill O'Reilly. Chris, Jesse Kelly. He was talking the other day about how Democrats hate America, and that's why they don't fly the American flag. That's why they had to be shamed into flying it at their convention. It's why whenever you see an American flag displayed on a vehicle out in front of someone's home or just flying in the home, you know it's not a Democrat who lives there. And anyone who's ever knocked on doors for a campaign backs that up. They know what I just said is true. Well, that guy, that really smart guy on the radio, he was right. A flag outside of somebody's house, I just automatically assume you racism. Almost definitely, but we felt that way for years. Like, I'm 51, and uh, even as a kid, we knew it was understood. If there was an American flag at their house, they some racist white mother. That's just that just what it was. I thought everybody thought that or knew that. Um, it's funny to see that they're saying it now, and it's like it's kind of new, but no. Communism is the religion of the malcontent. You know who's not a malcontent? The Frito Bandito. I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, 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 bunch of Fritos. Now let's talk about SCOTUS before we move on to the more Ask Dr. Jesse questions for the day. SCOTUS. They've been giving us a bunch of wins lately, shooting down the crazy unconstitutional things that the communists try. But... The communist has understood something better than the people on the right have for the longest time. Overwhelming firepower. 
What do I mean by that? If you've ever, what is what was that bill? I forget what it was. It was a bill in Arizona back when I lived in Arizona. I think it was SB 1070. Chris, look that up. Make sure I'm right about that. SB 1070, I think it was. Whatever, whatever the numbers were, it was an illegal immigration bill. Just stay with me here. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. SB 1070 was, it was a really basic illegal immigration bill. Nothing even bad, just basic immigration enforcement. Okay. Stay with me. What happened was the bill. Yep. Arizona SB 1070 mine like a steel trap over here, Chris. Anyway, Arizona signs this bill into law, but before they signed it into law, it was working its way through the state house and state legislature. And it was super slow. And it kept stalling here and stalling there. And, and can we get it done here? And what that did was it caused the media, not just in Arizona nationally, to descend on Arizona like hordes. This is illegal. This is racist. Oh, my gosh. And then the governor's out there saying, I'm going to veto it. I'm not going to veto it. Hold on. I'm not really sure. I remember even at the time, dumbfounded at why we would be so stupid as to take so long to do this. Don't wait. Don't revise it. Don't hold back and see how the press feels about it. You cram that sucker through now, immediately. Gone. It's through. It's gone. Communists don't do that. And I want to make sure, I'm going to give credit to Florida at the end of this because Florida is one of the only states I've seen actually do this. Well, you know what communists do? They throw everything at you at once. Immediate, they'll throw an abortion bill at you, and the next day there's a there's a border bill at you, and the next day there's a tax increase bill at you, and the next day that and it's over and it's over and it's over again, and you are just you're overwhelmed. You feel like you've got you're saying no to everything. Oh my gosh, they're doing it to our Supreme Court right now. Hey, let's not throw one unconstitutional, crazy communist thing at them. Let's throw eighty at them. They can't reject all of them, right? So we just keep chucking them at them. And they'll do this when they pass bills. When you see a state, like California does this all the time. They're masterful at it. New York does it all the time. Let's just pass bill after bill after bill after bill. The right Before the right even has time to digest all the outrage, they're already moving on to another thing and then another thing. The right tries to baby step it out there because the right's low T. Well, I mean, how about... How about an illegal immigration bill, guys? Oh, man, they're super mad. Hold on, hold on. Let me edit it. Let me edit it. Okay, give me a couple days. We'll edit it. Okay, we edited it. Oh, they're still mad. And what you're doing is you're giving the communists time to work on your weakest people, your weakest links, and break them down. You're breaking them down. It, wor- it almost worked to stop Brett Kavanaugh. They took so long to get through that hearing, and they kept extending it after day. Let's give them a couple more days. Jeff Flake, that useless piece of trash who thankfully is no longer a senator, he got pinned in an elevator by some nasty communist harpy. It looked like he was about to poop his pants while that lady was yelling at him, and he tried to cave. He tried to give up. Well, I mean, they're really mad, guys. You're giving them time instead of overwhelming them with force. The communist understands overwhelming them with force. The right has never understood that. It's why what Florida just did, credit to their state legislature, credit to Ron DeSantis, it's why what Florida just did in their state session was one of the most amazing, 
masterful state sessions I've ever seen in my lifetime. You should go down the list of it if you get a chance. It was bill after bill after bill after bill. It was everything. They just did it all, and they did it all at once. It was day after day after day after day. They crammed the whole thing through, and the communist even tried to be outraged about this specific thing or that specific thing, but before he could even breathe, he woke up, and there was another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing. That's what they're doing with the Supreme Court right now, overwhelming them, overwhelming them, and the communist hates it. They hate when they're ever stopped by the courts. I remember how mad CNN was that the judge ruled that Biden can't collude with social media companies. It's a dramatic uh, decision by this judge. If you read through it, he's citing to literature and George Washington and Ben Franklin. Here's what really is astonishing to me. This is a conservative ideology that clearly comes through in this decision. It's a conservative political ideology, right? We saw some of the quotes questioning vaccines, questioning masks, conservative talking points. But the ruling itself is the opposite of judicial conservatism. This is one of the most aggressive, far-reaching rulings you'll ever see. What this judge is purporting to do is to micromanage, really, the day-to-day interactions between essentially the entire executive branch, all these agencies that are listed as defendants, and the leading social media companies. And in the actual temporary injunction, the judge basically says, you're not allowed, administration, to talk to these social media companies about any protected free speech except for cybersecurity threats, national security threats, criminal threats. But we- They were horrified by it. They want the FBI to censor. They want the government to be able to tell people what they can and can't say. And they're horrified the courts would ever shoot them down. But this is our problem we're going through, like I'm trying to explain. The Supreme Court isn't going to shoot down everything. They're eventually going to get squeamish by it, and the communist understands overwhelming force in offense, and we do not. We do not. And we have to get better at that. Your state, your red state legislature, should never be passing a bill through. It should be bill after bill after bill after bill Do not give them time to organize resistance and work on your lowest lowest T members because that is what they will do. They find the Mitt Romney in every caucus and they go after him until they can make sure he's as limp as can be. That's what happens. All right. We have to talk about some serious things when it comes to Ask Dr. Jesse. Are we going to talk about Dome and the cocaine? Yes. Are we going to talk about Sunny D? You bet. Are we going to talk about communists always? Are we going to talk about your garbage cell phone company? Yeah, we're actually going to do that right now. Because having Verizon, having AT&T, having T-Mobile, it's a choice. You don't have to pay people every month who don't share your values. Now, there are some, there are some ways in life, some places, we don't have a choice. But the cell phone coverage isn't one of them. Pure Talk is an amazing company. You know where your money goes? You know where where Pure Talk does? You know what they do? They're working on veteran suicide. While Verizon's putting out Pride Month ads, Pure Talk's helping our veterans. You want your bill cut in half? My bill got cut in half. Same 5G network, so I'm not sacrificing any coverage at all. Their, Their founder's a veteran. Pick up your phone, dial pound 250, and say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Stop funding communists. 
pound 250 say Jesse Kelly missed out catch up jessekellyshow.com it is the Jesse Kelly show on an ask Dr. Jesse Friday let's get back to the questions here dear America's dad went to the local liquor store to pick up holiday beers and I saw something which was a real head scratcher Sunny D vodka pre-packaged drinks Seems like Dad Jesse would have an opinion. Thank you. Well, I don't know about the whole vodka portion of it, but I do know this. Sunny D is fantastic. And I don't think I've had Sunny D in 20 years, and now I'm going to be getting it on the way home. I don't even, I don't know when the last time I even saw it in the grocery store was. Chris, Michael, do you children, have you ever had Sunny D? Do you guys get Sunny D? You had it last week? Do you just get it in the grocery store? I haven't seen it in forever. What, Michael? Yeah, I, Michael said not since he was eight years old. Me either. I don't... Oh, man, I need it now. We need to find it. Can you guys track that down while I'm doing world-famous world, world famous radio? What? Don't say it's at any grocery store, Chris. I would have seen it. Is it, it re- is it really, or are you messing with me? Is it just at the Jewish ones? Is Sunny D Jewish? What? There, I, I don't need to put on my glasses, Chris. I'll be able to find it without my glasses. Oh, my gosh, I love Sunny D. I don't think I'll be adding vodka to it, but I do love Sunny D. Almost as much as I love mafia stories. High-ranking gangster Ralph DiMatteo, who lounged shirtless in a pool while on the lam, pleads guilty to racketeering. Dang it. They always get the ones who were the slickest. Probably, when you were on the run from the law, it probably would be best if your son didn't post a picture of you on Twitter sitting in a pool. Uh, It is funny. His son puts a picture of him on Twitter, and I've looked into this before because you know I love you know all of these Italian mafia stories. And one of the things I read was one of the, the the older gangsters, the older mobsters, they lament the fact that the younger mobsters have to put everything on social media. Isn't that so funny? The mob goes through the same thing we normal people go through. Stop putting everything on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Whoops, you know that was an uncomfortable conversation between father and son when that finally came out. Jesse, do you think they will throw Dome under the bus for the cocaine? A great way to get rid of her. Well, no. I mean, obviously, they, they're going to try it. I was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place. It's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people, just average people, just can't get in there, even with the entry from the Northwest Gate. Well, let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that I have. What we have learned is that there are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that, I know that, but for the benefit of our audience. And now the investigation has progressed, and so they're saying the West Executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the Vice President's vehicle is parked. Okay, that was a petty little shot, and it was definitely done on purpose. Remember, these people don't do anything by accident. That was done on purpose. Listen, the cocaine thing, it's not going to help get rid of Dome. It's not. Because they're going to need more than that. Dome, it's going to be difficult to remove. We all know they want to remove Joe. Of course they want to remove Joe. They want Gavin Newsom to run Joe as a liability. Dome is going to be a problem. Because she is the vice president. Therefore, if you remove Joe or he asks that, you know, he announces he's not running, 
technically, in a normal world, Dome would be the presumptive nominee. They obviously don't want Dome to be the presumptive nominee because she can't talk. Everyone hates her guts. Little things like that. Little things like that matter. But you can't just get rid of her. And you're not going to pick, uh, you're not going to pin an eight ball of cocaine on her and have that get rid of her. Why? Dome knows where the bodies are buried, so to speak. Probably, probably, she probably actually doesn't know, but so to speak, she knows where the bodies are buried. Part of the reason change is so hard to come by in DC is that both sides, all parties, know where the bodies are buried. And so if you want to actually take a stand on something, that can be extremely difficult. I've told this story a long time ago. I haven't told it in ages, but I'm about to tell you a little story. This story is 100% true. I am absolutely going to change dates and locations on it because this is the secret kind of a story you're not supposed to ever know about and I'm not supposed to repeat But the story itself was 100% true. Now, before I get to this story, and you're going to want to stick around for this one, let's do some good real quick before we get into some real DC gossip stuff. Okay? (sighs) Saving lives. We all want to save a life. We all want to be a hero. Everybody does. It's human nature. You want to do good. You want to save a life. Preborn is our way to save the most precious lives among us. Babies, unborn babies, unborn babies who are in mortal danger. You ever have that daydream fantasy where you see a kid and he's out in the road and a semi truck is bearing down on him and you have to run out there and throw him out of the way to save his life? Of course you have. Everyone has. It's human. Well, your $28 donation to preborn is what does that. These ladies, they're about to have an abortion. They're looking for an abortion. Maybe they're being pressured. Maybe they feel like they have no choice. Doesn't matter. Preborn finds them and they simply say, hey, come in for a free ultrasound first. And when that young mother lays down and she hears that heartbeat, she becomes a mom like that. Overwhelmingly, they choose life. Your $28 isn't getting dropped down some meaningless, mindless black hole. Your $28 is bringing life into the world, man. That's powerful. Go to preborn.com slash Jesse and give your 28 bucks today. All right. Preborn.com slash Jesse, sponsored by Preborn. Now to my story. So we're going to go to a state. Again, I'm changing dates and locations, but just know that I know all this to be true. Let's go to Kansas. We're going to go to Kansas. Kansas has a senator, a longtime senator, GOP senator, and he's getting ready to retire. Keep in mind, they have two longtime GOP senators, but one of them is getting ready to retire. He's going to leave. Now, what happens when a senator retires? When a senator retires, the GOP congressmen in that state, the GOP House members in that state, they want to fill that role. You want to be a senator. Senators have more power. Senators have longer terms in office. These GOP House guys, or not GOP, every House guy, they seem to always be campaigning because there's a new campaign every two years. A senator has a six-year term. Yeah, it's a bigger, more expensive campaign. It's the whole state. But once you win, you don't have to actually run for anything for six years. Isn't that wonderful? So they all want to go be a senator. Now, this one senator retires. 
And he retires, and all the GOP senators decide they're going to start trying to get in the ring. Or the GOP House members decide they're going to start getting in the ring. But there's one GOP House member. He is the clear favorite. He's very popular statewide. And he's far to the right. He's your people. He's my people. He's, he's everything we would want in the United States Senate. It's hard to get good people in the Senate. But he didn't end up in the Senate. Would you like to know why? I will tell you this very true story next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.